Lord. All right. Welcome to Local Locus, the podcast where we put the spotlight on local and underground heavy music. I'm Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought you were gonna hit the I'm Houston first. Oh, I thought we were going I'm Houston second. Let's start over. <laughs> All right. So just like last episode, we got a couple bands for y'all today. We got, um, well, I know I have brought a band from Japan. It is, uh, you know, not too far outside of the of the realm of what I would normally bring um, in fe- in past episodes. But I brought a band from Japan. It's sort of a, a progressive um, kind of metalcore band um, with some other cool elements that we were uh, both excited to talk about. But what kind of band have you brought for us uh, this episode, Jake? Uh, I've also brought. Kind of in my wheelhouse. I've brought some uh, traditional heavy metal sounding stuff uh, from Denver, Colorado. So, all right. So I was thinking maybe your band first um, when we when we get to doing bands, and because I've got the breakdown of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also wanted to say before I get into it, I was trying to be like, okay, so I listen to a lot of bands like this band here. Um, not to give it away yet, but. Um, I guess what you would call, like, this new traditional heavy metal movement, you know? And I was like, okay, I've brought a lot of these bands to the podcast. <laughs> and then I started going through my Spotify, I'm like, yeah, I had to have brought this one, and this one, and then I went through our episode logs, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> we so were... you thought you'd brought this band before? Not this one, but I thought I brought the bands that I was going to, like, relate to them with, you know? Oh. And it made me uh, realize a positive of the podcast, which was that... Even though we stopped doing it and took a long break, I was still combing through some underground stuff because they were underground heavy metal stuff. So I'm like, I had to have brought these for the podcast, right? But really, yeah, they were but just we had stuff I was listening to. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you have like a back catalog then of bands and, and albums that you can bring. I, I do if it if it comes to that. But honestly, uh, this one didn't take me long to find either. There was a lot of stuff came out this month. So yeah, it's so true. I was looking around. Like, the way I always find music is I go to getmetal.org, and mm-hmm. I just look at, like, recent releases, and you can even sort by genre and stuff on Get Metal, and so I'll sort by, like, metalcore or hardcore, usually, and then just look for any hybrid genres, you know, that come up, um, and that's how I found my band, that's how I found, uh, I think it's also how I found The Bearer for last episode, but I found that, you know, that wasn't a 2023 album, that was more like June of last year, um, but that's how I always find my new music, because I go to getmetal.org. What do you, you use band Bandcamp still or what? Uh, I have always used this <laughs> ever since I went on. Like when we first started looking up stuff, I would just go into Google and like other than Bandcamp, I'd look at Bandcamp. But like Bandcamp was a little limited sometimes, you know. And then we'd run into the trouble where uh, we tended to want to like bring bands that we could like access on Spotify and stuff, you know. And sometimes when I comb through Bandcamp, you get so many exclusive things, and I'm just like, well, I don't know. <laughs> you know that's true uh and so i just went on google and would type new album release <laughs> really and, and it gives you like underground stuff and no joke i've just always used this website called newalbumreleases.net i think and i just click the metal tab and just it, it's it's got every genre but it clearly lists like what the genre is what the band is <clears throat> and then has the genre or does it just say metal? Oh, it's subgenres. Like it, it'll be like oh, atmospheric blackened doom metal, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I would just 
I've mentioned this a lot on the podcast. I would just look at what album art I thought was worth looking at. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. The album art on the one I brought today, it looks nice, but it's definitely not what drew me to it. I, I opened up a few different ones, and when I listened to this band, like I was saying right before we started to record the episode, like I was only on the second song, and I was like, oh my god, dude, I'm definitely bringing this band. <laughs> I'm excited to talk about our bands, but I did just want to throw in there, you know, just for the sake of conversation. Yeah, and like I'm, you were saying, sorry. Oh, and I mean this with all due respect, but it, I kind of knew what I was going to listen to just from looking at the album art here. This one? Yeah, yeah. I was like, it looks like, um, you'll forgive me, I'm not as, uh, I'm not as good with the core bands. Is yeah. it, is it Bring Me the Horizons really old album that has that color scheme? Or, or is it Day to Remember? It Day to Remember. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, the art on this album cover, and I guess we could talk about it more when we do get to the band, but it's very Dan mumford he, which is, that's a man who drew, like, a lot of the art, visual art for, like, 2000s through 2010s metalcore. Like, he actually also did Deep Blue for um, Parkway, if you can okay. picture it, mm-hmm. as well as um, he did do a The Devil Wears Prada album cover. I don't know what that one's called. But he also does, like, a lot of, like, movie art. It's Dan Mumford. He does, that, like, that line art style with, like, the vibrant colors like that. Yeah. I love that. He's always been one of my favorite artists, um, uh, especially just because of his affiliation with, like, metal and especially, like, the metalcore scene. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to say, I texted you about two things and we said we wanted to save it for the podcast, so I just want to ask your opinion on two things real quick. Okay. The first one's an easy segue. I am horrified of my vetting system because I feel like with AI art coming out now <laughs> who knows every album art's gonna look okay and then I'm gonna listen to trash you know what I mean <laughs> yeah I mean it. I don't know you think all the album artwork is gonna look good just cause computers made it um not that it'll all look good but like I think it'll be easier for people which I guess you know I'm about to argue with myself here I guess maybe we shouldn't keep good album art behind a paywall I don't know <laughs> So. I, don't, I don't know. I'm like, I think there. it's true. You know, there's good album art and bad album art. And I don't know if necessarily just an AI being able to make artwork is necessarily going to make good or or even necessarily better album artwork. I feel like it could be like, oh, that's, like, that's a fine image. That's cool or whatever. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you think, do you think either of these is, uh, is AI generated? I, I didn't get the vibe from it. No. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I could maybe see. I, I brought it up because when I was going through that new album releases thing for this uh, one when we were looking for bands, yeah. there was just a few that would stick out, and I'm like, this just looks, like, <laughs> generated. You know a what I mean? A little bit sus. A little bit uh, uh, inorganic. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess easy segue into talking about some traditional heavy metal sounds uh, once we get into my band. My band. <laughs> the band I've brought. Um, the band that I am. <laughs> Have you uh, listened to the new Metallica album, or singles that have come out? I listened to one of them. I didn't know there was more than one, actually. Yeah, there's two out right now. And I was just curious on your thoughts, because I'm seeing a lot of mixed opinions online, but... I mean, I, that I mean that's, the way that's, it is with Metallica? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was just curious if you listened to it, because speaking of traditional, it it sounds very like... New Wave of British Heavy Medley, like both of the singles they've released. So I'm curious if the album's going to come out like that. 
Okay, I, I have not heard Screaming Suicide, but I did hear Lux Eterna. Mm-hmm. I thought that one was great. I, I loved it. I only listened to it once, and then I forgot about it, but, <laughs> but I did I did like it. When I was listening to it, I was like, hell yeah. Because to me, it sounds like... I mean, I don't I don't want to be like a lame podcast and talk about like Metallica's discography. Like, you know, Sir Epi Metal podcast has had the opportunity to do that. But yeah. all I'm going to say is like, they had like a nice heavy phase. Like, I'm definitely one of those people who's like, yeah, their first four albums were their best albums. Mm-hmm. You know, right? Just like, especially like from a cultural standpoint, like those are the ones that mattered the most as well, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then they had like more of a rock era throughout the 90s uh, and early 2000s. But in my opinion, around 2008 or 2009, when they did come out with Death Magnetic, I think they kind of got back on a metal track. Like, I think that they had some nice thrashy sounds just with like brand new, fresh, you know, modern production, starting with Death Magnetic. And I really thought the same was true of um, uh, um, the one that came out in like 2017 or, or 16 um, the one with yep. the one with our song on it, Hardwired. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that one had a nice sound too. I think that this one fits in, you know, somewhere between Death Magnetic um, and Hardwired. That's what I would say about the new single that I heard. Yeah, I'd say after listening to uh, once I well after you've listened to Celestial Wizard stuff and all. Yeah. Honestly, listen to Screaming Suicide. It's very like you know, old schooly timing. Like I think this stuff sounds like pre Metallica. If that makes sense. I don't even think it what sounds Metallica? like eight, like pre-Metallica. <laughs> oh, pre-Metallica. What do you mean by that? Like I said, it sounds like uh, New Wave of British Heavy Metal to me. Like, it just sounds oh. like Motorhead and Priest and stuff. Yeah. Is, I think, the vibe. But like you said, yeah, we can... There's a lot can... of emphasis on the vocals in the song I listen to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just go to... Uh, I'm just skipping to a part real quick, if you just want to hear a little piece of it. And Screaming Suicide? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just go to like 45 seconds. Alright. Let me know when you're there. We press old play. Oh, fuck. I didn't know you wanted to start at the same time. Oh. Right. I, I mean, am uh, I'm at 44 seconds. Okay. That's as good as I'm going to get. That's kind of a rock and roll riff. Mm-hmm. See, I don't know if it's me. I think it just sounds kind of very old school to me. Yeah. Yeah, I can hear it. I mean, I feel like if it was really, especially new wave British heavy metal style, it would have a little bit more like... um higher guitar notes in the riff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like it was kind of lower notes, but uh, I definitely got the vibe, especially like just out, off the style of it, for sure. It sounds good, though. I'll have to listen through to the chorus. Yeah, but with that, would you like to uh, get into some true traditional heavy metal music? <laughs> Absolutely. Tell us a little about your band. All right, so I guess the best way I can describe it is... Um, Fantasy sci-fi heavy metal from Denver, Colorado. Uh, the band is Celestial Wizard with the album Winds of Cosmos. Uh, I think the song I'm going to play a little bit of here is Ice Realm, which seems to be the most popular song also. Uh, yes, it does seem, appear to have by far the most plays. I wonder if it was a single. That's my guess, too. Also, I feel like I just said this exact same time for Metallica, so this is freaky. What? Uh, a minute 45? Or did no, I say 45 last time? I think it was just 45. Okay, okay. Minute 45 on this one. I'll go to minute 44. How about that? Okay, I guess I'll accept it. <laughs> it's the highest I'll go. <laughs> it's Price is Right rules. <laughs> no, we're still in house buying mode. Yeah. <laughs> 
That has been stuck in my head since I brought this pick. <laughs> yeah, you like that chorus? I do, and, and you know, I'll be the first to admit, I, I think the chorus is a little campy in some ways, you know? But that is something I've been loving about traditional heavy metal music, is it, it just feels, like, nerdy in all the best ways possible. You know, like, <laughs> when, it, when it's just doing the, roll the dust! And speaking of the vocals, I think that's the first thing I want to touch on that Me was too. interesting on this. I am not sure if it's the same vocalist or anything, but there's, like, three different vocal styles you get. Uh, yeah, they're this. drastically different. Yeah. Um, and... I think we should start first and by talking about the way the album starts out, though. Oh, like that is so fucking epic! Like it starts off with that like synth buildup, mm-hmm. you know, very old school style, and then that same riff comes in like on on like you know lead guitars and stuff. The same mm-hmm. thing happens in the title track at the end of the album. Like you're, you're suggesting, there's different. There was a few different uh, key styles. I like the really like high pitched screams that were more like mellow death kind of style. Do you know what I mean? Chorus. Yeah, at the very end of it, there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's what really drew me to it is, and yeah, Melodust, the best way to describe it, it and it fits so well, weirdly, because like, you know, usually you're just listening to those kind of like, like you said, almost power metal-y type vocals, mm-hmm. and it felt so cool, because also at points, it almost seemed like, there were parts of the album where, I mean, one line was this, then the next was heavy, and it, it was almost like, uh, I was picturing two different characters, kind of. Yeah, and um, this is where I was wanting to mention a band that not sure if, like, I thought we brought this, but, uh, I added almost this whole album to one of my playlists. Uh, there was this band, Possessed Steel, I listened to, that's also a traditional heavy metal band, and honestly, it's just the, like, if this is the sci-fi version, it's just the fantasy version, like, because <laughs> they, they did that same thing, where there was, like, these heavy metal vocals, you know, yeah. and then out of nowhere, there was, like, these, uh, almost mellow death type vocals, uh, and the way they did it, and I think sometimes they were doing with this album too, at least was the vibe I was getting, was that sometimes it was meant to almost portray like different perspectives in a way, like of the storytelling of the song. I really like this record. I, I liked, um, I want to emphasize that there were some really heavy parts. Like you were saying, like it's, um, you know, it's kind of catchy, it's almost campy in some of those ways. But the parts that really stood out to me. First of all, the part that stood out to me the most was, like, the synth hook that comes in in multiple times with, like, the dual lead guitars. I thought that was, like, the best part of the record. Like, for me, the best the best track was um, uh, the last one, the title track. Mm-hmm. But I, my favorite parts of the album in general were just where it was where it was more mellow death. Like, it was really fast and heavy. Um, and I really like when the guitars were taken over. And it's just a personal opinion. I don't personally love that, like, that powered um, metal kind of vocal with, like, the low stuff so for me i think what really shined was the the more mellow death part so actually i was kind of surprised when you when you came out swinging right when we started the episode you were like yeah i have like a traditional heavy metal band mm-hmm. but the more i listen to you talk about them and then the more i think about that you know in the context of my own listening i'm like i guess they really kind of are just with more like mellow death elements but i think they they pack more of a bite that's all i'm trying to say yeah i can see that and that's kind of a good thing i guess because you can just get uh whichever one you want out of it. And I'm also the same way, so when I'm first picking out an album, you know, I obviously just, like, first start the thing, and if it doesn't hook me in the first, like, 30 seconds, then I just kind of skip around songs to see if anything's going to catch, you know? Yeah. And I, unironically, like, when I'm playing games or something or anything, I love just listening to, like, 
dungeon synth or like vaporwave, you know? And so when that came in, I was just like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's that's definitely like, I I don't want to say it because it's kind of cheesy, but I think that's definitely like the, the standout factor of the album. Like the thing that I'll always remember this record for now is, is Andromeda, like that synth that mm-hmm. build up that was just so awesome and then when it you know it switches over to doing it in the guitar that was pretty sick yeah and weirdly enough you know I guess that's all that can make something sci-fi metal isn't it at least that I can think of I because... was like yeah you're calling it fantasy sci-fi metal you said the other band that you mentioned you're like that's more fantasy if this is more sci-fi I'm like just cause there was synth in one track <laughs> hey hey listen listen it is self-described sci-fi metal okay 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 uh, and it, so it's <laughs> And the album art kind of gets that, you know, it's space. Yes. But yeah, it's a good point. I guess without the synth, I mean, we're just listening to heavy metal mellow death, metal. I guess. <laughs> right? Dude, that, speaking of that album cover, though, oh man, that is an awesome album cover. I love the colors. I love how, like, that painting portrait style art, it's very detailed. It totally matches the record. Um, I wonder if it's AI generated. <laughs> hey, you never know. It looks like the kind of painting that could be. Have you seen the hilarious things about how AI can't get hands right yet? Have you seen that? No, no. No, like, that's that's really the only tell we have right now. It's like, uh, like I'm not even joking. You can go through and just look up AI images. It can make faces out of nowhere, and you'll be like, that's, that's a person, you know? But the second yeah. you start focusing on the hands, there'll be, like, six fingers or, like, one of the <laughs> fingers are hanging somewhere else. I'm not even kidding. I don't know why That's it can't creepy, figure it man. out. That's so yeah. creepy. Yeah, it's very uncanny valley. I don't know why it can't figure out the hands yet, but, like... <laughs> AI is always going to have a tell like that. It's the only way we're going to survive. That's true, and so what I'm going to have to do is only pick albums with hands on it now, so I can at least confirm, you know? <laughs> Let's see if we can do it. Next episode, we only bring albums that have hands on the art. <laughs> Like I think hands anywhere. It shouldn't be too hard. I, I think that's doable for sure. Okay, that, that, let's try that. Our anti AI measure. Yeah. Anti AI has been an important topic in my life. Um, at work, actually, because have you seen all this stuff about Chat GPT? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, students are going to use that to write their papers. Is like the concern. I mean, it, it's all a concern at this point, isn't it? Like, have you seen how good some of like the the deepfakes are with like people and like. You can yeah, make it look like it's... Stuff? Yeah. That stuff is freaky, man. Like, <laughs> it feels like it's just, like, a few years away from being perfected. And the same with the chat GPT, you know? Like, how are you going to be able to tell at some point, you know? Right. So I'd say if you see that in the Discord, skip skip right to, like, 35 on there for some of the better-looking ones. So this is visual art generated, like, to look like... Oh, and I've, realistic. I've used one of these before, too, man, and they're freaky. Like, there's some free ones out there, you know? You just type in keywords, like, literally, you can just type Dark Souls 80s Dark Fantasy film, and, like, this oh. is the stuff that pops up. Yeah, it looks like live-action movie, for sure. Yeah. I want to see a Skyrim one now, because I'm more familiar with uh, Elder Scrolls up by a little bit. It just looks so good. Let me let me link you. Let me link you in Elder Scrolls real fast. Yeah. Shit, dude, that dog had a sword. Did you see that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't stop looking crazy. at them. Like they it does look like an eighties movie. Yeah. Oh, once you and, like, see the, the best Elder... way. Oh, you'll love the Elder Scrolls one. I love the Argonian. Yeah. <laughs> the what? The Argonian. 
Oh, I, I think this one, the people are a little rough looking, but like the, <laughs> the the creatures, and you can like, do you see like the little things where you can skip between which things you want to look at? Down at the bottom, yeah. Yeah, so you can just jump to whichever creature and stuff you want to look at. Yeah, that. With this, the Argonian looks more like a '70s Star Wars thing. Yeah, with this, this bit, yeah. and with the other one, I also love the set pieces. So jump to like a minute ten. You see like the Dwemer ruins and stuff. Man, they have tons of these now, and like I said, like I get some of the danger of it, but part of me is like, what if they can get to where like AI is going to get to where you can get these scripts and the images right? And I mean, yeah. you're going to be able to just make whatever movie you want. You know what I mean? Like you're going to be able to be like, that's true, dude. Like you can People just, just going to make movies at home. Mm-hmm. You know, and however many hours it takes, like who knows? Maybe it'll be fast one day. But you know, sit at home for like. 20, 100 hours and make movies completely on their computer that, and they don't even really do it. They just script it, like you said. Yeah. And, and it'll look like a movie that was made 100 years ago, which by then will be the 1980s. And it'll be all your fantasy actors. Like, and like I mean, you'll be like, man, who would be a great Jarl Ulfric? I'm just going to throw in freaking whoever I want. Like, you just type in this actor, Jarl Ulfric, this line. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, and eventually they wouldn't even need to be actors. It would just like be an aesthetic decision to include a real person anyways. It would be something uh, that didn't yeah. even have to be an actor. Like, Ghostman could be y'all Ulfric, you know? This is a horrifying image. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, AI is is, uh, is getting crazy. So, looking at this AI art, though, I don't think that um, the Celestial Wizards art is AI. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't think it is. And I guess even if it is, maybe I'm ragging on it a little too much, but... <laughs> There's that whole... Have you been seeing, like, the... Kind of like with your... Um, Kind of like with your job, like with writing, mm-hmm. there's a lot of like artists upset with it, you know, because like why pay someone who makes like digital art as a livelihood when I can just type in exactly what I want, you know what I mean? Yeah, it kind of, it, it threatens the integrity of visual art. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, it, and the only way they generate that art is by crawling through the internet and other spaces where artists have already created and posted real art. So it's based on real art. Yeah, yeah. And... This is the last thing I'll say on the AI thing, but like, not not to sound like this is gonna sound almost cringy, but but I think where like the gut feeling of wrong is is like when you get into the whole debate of like what is the human or something like that, you know, like what are we? I've always thought of art as one of those like super individualized, and you can like hear what someone's expressing, you know. Yeah. And then I'm just slowly coming to terms with the fact that that has no piece of it at all. Because <laughs> you could probably just generate it also. I mean, the, the like I said, the only reason it's generating that shit is because it's based on stuff that people really did create from an organic, you know, method. So it's like, even like in the future, like picture a future where 50 or 100 years from now, AI got way out of line and people are no longer around. And there's just AIs that either think or realize that they are or aren't people. <laughs> yeah. AIs, all they have to go by from an aesthetic standpoint, at least as I understand it, is what they the context that already pre-existed them. So they will live in a way where they'll kill all the people, and then 200 years later, the AI will, like, romanticize human life. It'll be like, remember what we were like when we were actually just people, like Aristotle and Socrates? But it's like, they won't even be people. They'll, will they think they're people? You know, Will they take the identity of people because that's what they were made to create? They're left with a world of human-created context, so all that they can create comes from the values of humans, even if they pervert the values of the humans that actually made them. Look, I didn't come here to have an existential dread moment, okay? 
<laughs> I'm just positing potential futures. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, like I said, I, I don't necessarily subscribe to the doomsday idea. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm pretty like anti all this stuff. I think I just have like a conservative mind and that I'm like scared of new things. So mm-hmm. I just like, yeah. to me, I'm just like, <laughs> this seems kind of like the end of the world to me, but what do I know? <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Well, I have uh, <laughs> I have no way to segue, but uh, um, I guess that's all I had to say about Celestial Wizard slash AI. So. <laughs> Which are now the same segment in this episode. Yep, yep. <laughs> Sorry, Celestial Wizard. <laughs> You now share the segment with AI. You know what, though? It, it's actually beautiful because they're sci-fi, you know? I feel like artificial intelligence sense. is very sci-fi. Well, I guess it's not fiction anymore, but, you know. And you, and you talked about, during this segment, you talked about using AI to generate fantasy art, right? So that's like sci-fi and fantasy all mixed together. Yeah, I think we get to pass on this one. <laughs> Anyways, it made sense. that was the album Winds of Cosmos from Celestial Wizard. Uh, go check them out if you're fans of, like I mentioned, Possessed Steel's one of them. Uh, if you also just like nerdy stuff like Throne of Iron and stuff. Just any really traditional heavy music. And maybe a little mellow death in there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Okay. What band have you brought for us slash breakdown have you brought for us? Yeah, so for our breakdown of the week... Uh... I brought a 70 or 71 minute album actually that I want to talk about. Um, so, you know, whenever I do the breakdown of the week, it kind of dictates which part of the song, which part of the album I'm going to play, right? Because I actually want to feature the breakdown part. But to reduce this, the sounds on this album to like, to breakdowns or to the kind of breakdown that I'm going to show you would be uh, uh, an unjust to the album. It has so many sounds going on. That's one of the things we'll have to talk about. This is, uh, the band is called Fracture. It's stylized with all capital letters and aesthetic spacing between each letter. So A, C, <laughs> F, space, then, R, space, A, space. <laughs> space, R. So that, you got the idea. It's Fracture. And then the record, and I think even all the track names are in lowercase letters. Uh, some are all aesthetically spaced lowercase letters. Some are regularly spaced lowercase letters. But the record is called Sleepless. It came out um, uh, January 7th this year. And the song that I want to play, this is our actual breakdown of the week, is um, Soma. It's featuring um, an artist, and I guess we can talk about that mm-hmm. in, in a second. But I want to play Soma, and I want to start it around 2.45. Alright, I'm on 2.44, best I can do. I had a feeling you were going to say that. <laughs> favorite things about that breakdown is there's a clear moment where everything stops and you can tell something badass is about to happen my favorite breakdowns are the ones where, some, where it gives you that moment to you can stick your arm out and start rolling your fist because you know the breakdown's <laughs> coming um so that was one of the reasons i knew that it was going to hit so hard and it's just a nice groovy breakdown a lot of other sounds on this album though but how do you feel about that breakdown uh that's what i can say is chunky on there <laughs> yeah it, 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 <laughs> 
I'll, I'll let you get into this in those, but uh, it really, like, it was amazing to me how well the album flowed, despite there being only, like, the occasional moments with a vocalist, you know? Yeah, it was, it was like, yeah, I mean, I was like, is this a instrumental album? And I'm like, no, they were vocals two tracks ago. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird how, and there's many, many vocalists, mm-hmm. I think, on the record. I can't tell if the band has a vocalist. I didn't do any research for about the band, really, but... On this record, there's screaming. You heard it. Um, and there's this featured artist, Zev, X-E-V. If you look at them on Spotify, their only two songs are features for this band. They are also featured on a song, um, track seven, Some Things Are Better Left Unsaid. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they're a vocalist or if maybe they're the ones who do the electronic parts. Because like, there were some like beats in there too, Jake. Like That was uh, yeah. another really cool yeah. thing about this band. Yeah, for sure. Uh before we get off the topic of vocalist, I got to say my actual highlight of this uh, album was uh, track five with whoever Sydney Noel was. Yeah, you uh, like those vocals? Yeah, I really liked like the female. Vo- I'm assuming it's a female. I enjoyed the female vocals at the end there. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of a the album. Like I said, is like a pro- kind of progressive metalcore album. I would I would mention bands, and I'm not necessarily conflating them, but I would mention bands. Like periphery, um, mm-hmm. uh, era kind of stuff. Era, yeah, for sure. Like guitar wise, right? And so, like, era is a good example because you know they have their clean parts too, where things are techy but they're clean. And I think that you know you hear Sydney Noel singing on this track that you mentioned. It's really, it's really good over those like clean guitar parts that are still they have like the, the heavy drum still mm-hmm. kind of technical and they're playing, but they're actually clean and pretty sounding. And I think that really goes well with that voice. Yeah, for sure. And they also had, like, speaking of, like, techno-y stuff, or, like, beats more so. Yeah. Uh, they had, like, what's the word I want to use here almost? These nice palate cleansers <laughs> that they'd throw yeah, in like there. Moments. Yeah, yeah, like, moments. Yeah, yeah. moments where everything would just kind of, there was a very heavy moments, like, practically deathcore moments. Yeah, well, like. And like uh, you're saying, those breathers. Yeah, like, towards the end of the album, I'm trying to remember which one it was. I think it was gray out, you know, that one. It was just, like, a such a, like, nice little melody the whole time. Like, nothing really kicked in, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I was hoping you were going to have a, uh... <laughs> I was also trying to think of bands. And Era's what I came up with. But I'm like, it's not really quite there. Because, I'll tell you, like, there were parts where I'm just, like, I'm just listening to, uh, guitar, like, what's the word, like virtuosity stuff like Steve Vai and stuff at points you know at some point yeah. I'm just like I'm just listening to a guitar album <laughs> like every yeah, now and then dude, I can think of some other bands like to that effect there were definitely moments like you're saying where it was just like I, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody told me that you know somebody made this at home they just know how to produce music and they have their guitar and their interface all plugged in and they're just like a really good guitar player mm-hmm. you know and they write really cool riffs and some bands that come to mind like that like have you ever heard of Pliny Mm-mm. Um, no. they're, they're like that. I, you know, it's just, a, I think it's just a guy with a guitar You know, it's an instrumental record. I'm trying to think of some other bands like that. I, I know there's at least one more, but like that prog metal core sound, that's practically just instrumental. Um, that was a defining feature of this album, uh, by Fracture. But like you were saying, there was other parts where it was just like a hip hop beat. There mm-hmm. were other parts where it was less techy and it was more like genty and it, I would say this is a really genty record. There was some death deathcore parts, you know, some clean parts, and like you're saying, some more just like ambient parts. 
I was really impressed. Personally, I was really impressed with the variety of sounds on this album. Um, it was all over the place, but it did have that that proggy core. I would I would if I had to pick one genre that kind of was at the heart of it, I would say um, proggy metalcore. Mm-hmm. I did. Uh, I wanted to say I did one. This is this is probably you know how we pride ourselves on local and underground music, right? Sure. Got to tell you, this one was the most homework I've done. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, I could not find them through Google or anything, right? And so the way I contacted them was if you actually oh. go on their Spotify page, they just linked all their individual socials. Oh, really? Yeah, and so I want to say shout out to Pierce for letting us feature. <laughs> uh, all right. And <laughs> he seemed super stoked to have it on there. But that said, I can give you a little the little bit of info I know. They are a oh, yeah. three-piece band. Okay. Um, I don't know to like... I don't know who plays what, to be honest with you. Um, and one of the songs they had here, if I can find it, the song, it was on this album, Heartstain, the one that's featuring uh, Dave Pazic. Uh-huh. Uh, they put in their Spotify info that it's from the band, he's of the band Dreamwake, and if you check out that band, they're a little bit bigger than this band. Yeah. It, it's the same genre, so... I'd, okay. say, I'd say, like, also if you're a fan of Dreamwake, because, I mean, they're decently big, like, you know. I don't know them. Do you, did you know them already? No, but when I looked them up, like, let me look up right here. Like, their top songs have, like, 500,000 plays and stuff. So, oh, yeah. 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 Um. So if you're a fan of that, this is what you should check out, but... While uh, we're on the topic of for fans of, I just wanted to say that the other band, I, I finally found them, it's Arch Echo. They only have, like, 40,000 listeners a month, but they have this... That kind of like genty, proggy, bouncy, but like you know, lead guitar driven uh, sound um, as well, and I think they might even be instrumental. Mm-hmm. But they're not. They're not Japanese like the other bands. So, so you have a Spotify desktop version open, right? Yeah. Do you want to know a fun little Easter egg I found when you first showed me this band? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, are you on the part where it's just showing the album Sleepless? You know. Um. Uh. Yeah. All right, scroll to the very bottom and, and check the copyright. We release ourselves, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I loved that. I was like... <laughs> copyright 2022. It came out in 2023. I know, <laughs> they I know. Said, We release this ourselves, the fuck? Question mark, question mark. I didn't see that, man. It's funny. <laughs> but yeah, this was, this was dope music, especially for... Um, I, I listened to this one a lot, actually, while, like... Um, I've been getting into chess lately. I say lately, like the past few months. Really? Yeah, the past few months I've been playing chess a lot. Okay. And uh, it it was just perfect music to just kind of like <laughs> sit there and think and just kind of bob okay. your head to, you know? You go to chess.com or what? I am a chess.com user, yes. What's your ELO? Uh, 1,200. Damn, bruh. <laughs> That's pretty good, right? I mean, it's, I mean for like a casual. Yeah, it's decent. I, I uh... I play daily. Like, I play, like, 1,200 is my classical rating, I should say. On, like, Blitz, I'm, like, high 900s, like, right at 1,000, I think. Like, you know, like, the three-minute, five-minute like, know all games. the moves? Like, are you able to, like, think ahead? Uh, a good bit. A good bit. I'd say I can look, like, three to five ahead-ish. Wow. Nice, yeah. dude. Yeah. That's the part I can't really do. I don't have the foresight. But, 
Yeah. I can hear how this would be good music for playing some chess, too. It's rather cognitive uh, metalcore. Um, and I wonder... I mean, oh, I mentioned it earlier, but I think this is a good way to kind of round out. I wonder if that album artwork is AI-generated. It could easily be. I'll say this one could easily be compared to the other one. It's kind of, like, basic. It looks cool, but it's like, what is it? You know, it's the sort of thing that... I remember on, like, iTunes back in the day, you know, you could just... I can't remember what it was called, but you'd let a song play and you'd click this one thing and it would just like generate like images and like colorful lines and like, you know, starburst shapes. Do you know what I'm talking about? You just unlocked a core memory just now. (laughs) I forgot all about that that thing. And like, yeah, it would like get like more vibrant, the like more stuff was hitting like loud and stuff. Yeah, like it had to do with the loudness and volume and how many sounds were playing at a time. Oh my god. So you could like watch your favorite songs and it would like kind of auto, it would just do it automatically once you had that little screen open. (laughs) This kind of reminds me of that, like it's sort of abstract, it doesn't really, it doesn't really look like anything in particular, Mm -hmm. it's more like a Rorschach-tesque than anything else, but you know, it has more, it has a vibe to it, the colors and like the lines. It seems like something a computer might have generated is all I'm trying to say. You know, I'll, I'll give it this, though. I'll say this. You know, like, when I'm having insomnia-type nights and I'm sleepless, I, that's probably what's going on in my brain right there. You know, like, just <laughs> nothing's coherently getting anywhere, and it's just all, like, flowing everywhere. Yes. Purple-green synopses <laughs> firing up. <laughs> all right. Well, you have anything else you want to say about Fracture and their album? I think that's about it. I just I just like to leave off saying it was it was vibey and also somehow heavy, which is a good thing. Yeah, the yeah. You know what else was vibey and sort of heavy, and also from Japan? Let's hear it. Heart Place. Remember when we brought mm-hmm. Heart Place like mm-hmm. a year mm-hmm. or two ago? Yeah, I. There's some parts, like especially the way the guitars sound so melancholy. I would I would kind of conflate with Heart Place. I would say if you liked Heart Place, you probably like that part of this band as well. Yeah, the ambient parts for sure, for sure. So this was Sleepless by Fracture. The song we played uh, was Soma. But Soma actually starts off with some like hip-hop beats and then just comes in hard as fuck. It goes back to some hip-hop beats. So there's a lot more to that song than just the breakdown. And that was featuring that Zev guy that I talked about. So um, definitely check that one out. I think that the two, the two albums we brought today are great. I love both of them. Oh, yeah. Very good. I, I was surprised we found really good ones for the first month, honestly. Yeah, I didn't expect to be able to bring stuff right from 2023 um, immediately. I, you know, I thought we might have to do some back reaching, but all I had to do was open up Get Metal, and I found this, um, among some other things, and this one really stood out to me. Yeah, it's nice when you can find some agent in uh, 2023. <laughs> <laughs> so how should we wrap this up? Mm, uh, I think this this works. It's wrapped. <laughs>